Hello, I'm Hayden Bluefield and welcome to Benevolent Business. This being the first video of the small snippets we're going to do from series two of the podcast. So if you want to check out the full episodes, make sure to go back through the channel, do have a little look and find your favorite episode. But otherwise, of course, if you could subscribe, like the video, subscribe to the channel and just let me know your feedback, what you like, what you don't like and maybe some suggestions for other guests you think I should be reaching out to have a conversation with. In this snippet, we're going into a conversation I had with Molly from Molly Middle Media. And in this component, we talked about, well, I asked the question of what her future prospects are. And now she's got the responsibilities of being a mum with her business as well, and not to mention, obviously, members in her team being parents as well. So how is the company gonna move forward? Has she got the same ambitions? Has that changed? So if you are someone that wants to go down the route of building business, wants to become a parent, or has become one of the other business owner parent, or is both, and struggling or really wanna look at how you can build the, the two simultaneously, this will be really valuable for you. And also, if you've had a circumstance and you think of, you're thinking about changing, because I really love Molly's reaction when I say about, has this changed your plans and aspirations, your ambitions? No, not at all. I'm a mum, yes, but I still wanna build a business. And so we dive into how she wants to build that business, what she wants it to look like, and how she wants to even grow as a family and become the breadwinner uh, while her partner stays at home. So let's dive in. Well, you've alluded there. So what is the big vision? What does Molly Moodle Media look like in the future? Has it got a plan five years, 10 years, 20 years, especially now that you're a mother? So has that plan changed? No, it hasn't changed. What I want to do is I... I love running the agency. I really do. I love working with people, and mm. so and it, and it it gives you grit and it gives you substance and it gives you you know that's where my business experience is. So when I'm talking to people about marketing and what they need to be doing, I understand it from a business perspective more so. If I ever was a consultant with no business, just do you mm. see what I mean by that? If I just jump straight from being oh I'll, I'll advise you on social media or work for an actual company, I think people should work for companies to figure out to develop their social media role. However. For me, understanding how to run my own business is, is a huge factor into understanding how other businesses work and, what, and how I can communicate them to build that trust and, and understand the things they need to implement. So I really enjoy the agency. I love doing that. And I want to get to a point where the team just runs it mm. So and, and continue to scale it. I don't want a massive agency, maybe five, six at max members of staff that don't include me. Then from there, I'd love to host events, workshops, trainings. I'd love to talk at events. I'd love to, you know, um, wherever I can help and really push the boundaries with our own marketing and, and yeah, and do some big things. That's I would love to do that. And with that being a mummy, so it makes no difference. I want to sort of give her a fantastic life and give her loads of experiences. And, and I almost think to myself, you know, life is about working hard, not at her expense, but... Mm. Um, it's life's about working hard. I'm glad that she'll get to see that. I think that you know, you know, I I know people who give every and I, I you know I love my baby girl so much, but give their kids life on a plate. They've they've got no grit. They've got no resistance. Do you see what I mean? If they want something, they get it. If they need to, you know, and, and actually, children, I want I want her to grow and say, "Mum's working really hard." God, this ain't this don't look glamorous. This isn't nice, but but that's life. Mm. I'd like her to see that. But also, I want to be a part of it. Be like, let's go Florida, baby. Mummy's <laughs> playing for it. Yeah, I'd love that. I'd love to out earn, uh, 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 like double. I'd like to be the sole breadwinner and Tom be a stay-at-home dad. And, and oh, really? Uh, yeah, I'd love that. And he'd love that as well. Uh, he absolutely loves his job and he's brilliant at it. But um, I said, if I was to out earn you one day, 
and I and still have my income and everything like that. I was like, would you like to be a stay-at-home dad? He'd be like, I love it. I just go on a kayak and swim all day with all the kids. And he would. And I would that's love to be nice. the breadwinner. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's the uh, the youngest of the siblings in you wanting to be like, I want to be the breadwinner. I've been the youngest one. I grew up in a house where I was the little one with no voice. I want to be the big one that makes the money. And no, I think it's a woman thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I feel really sorry for men. Can I be? I'm. T- I feel Ooh, really sorry for, men. sorry for men. I feel. Yeah, I do massively. I feel like they've got this pressure from the very beginning of their lives to be the man, the breadwinner. They've got to make it work. They've, you know, one day they're going to get married, and their wives are going to have the children. Who they, the children, the women look after the babies, and the men go out to work. And I mm. think that even in my own experience, it was very fifty-fifty with Tom, with me and Tom. You know, we both brought the money in, we both looked after the baby. But I don't think that my pressures of mum staying at home. I also think he got the pressures of dad go to work. Mm. Do you see what I mean? So I feel really sorry that men have to have that pressure of you've got to be able to provide and and maybe to some degree they don't have the option to do what they want as much like not 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 to but like to, because at some point they've got to earn good money and i think even when i was at school boys were always comparing oh yeah my work my, my dad and I, I get paid this and i get paid that and that and that's the priority mm. although i know a lot of boys men who have gone into trades and, and loved it and enjoyed it and stuff but i do i do feel this sympathy of having to the pressure of running the house it doesn't work like that us girls contribute we have to work we have to do our part uh, of course because that's the life i want but i get it but i'd love to be the sole learner and be like you don't have to worry about that mumsy's got it <laughs> so you feel sorry for men in that respect how do you feel towards women i feel like everyone's got it rough i really everyone's do got it rough. everyone's got it rough you know and i think that I, I, yeah i just feel like the older you get the harder it gets you know because uh, you and it depends on what you want. I feel like I'm 30, and if I wouldn't have had a baby by now, the pressure to have a baby mm. by now would have been immense, mm. and I would have felt left out. And if a woman decides that she don't want baby, it's almost like why? I think that everyone's got pressure in their own way, and I think that I feel sorry for. I, I sympathise with women for that pressure for child for to have a baby. I feel pressure for women for feeling like they have to be in a relationship. Yeah. More so, you know, men don't really have that pressure to be like, you need a girlfriend now. As much as girls are like, you know, so, maybe I'm wrong, but that's, you know, there comes a point where the, the nesting sort of sets in a bit. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. My, like, I suppose for myself personally, I have managed to conveniently be born in a point where I am couldn't really ask for anything easier. Like, I've been born in a first world country. I'm a white male. Mm with no kind of, in terms of like what you would class as normal, like I haven't got any anything out of the ordinary too extreme. Like, yeah, there's a few funny features or whatever that I've got like mimics <laughs> for at school. But like in terms you of- You tell really to ask... get lost, all right. <laughs> but like, so like trying to grow a presence in something on social, I suppose for me, coming from this side of things, it's like talk about first world problems, but I'm kind of thinking like, I tick the boxes of like, couldn't ask for it to be any easier that yeah. I feel it makes it harder because I haven't got anything interesting. It's like, if but you want grit. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to offend like whoever, whatever I mention. No. But like, I feel like as a woman, you can be like, I'm a woman doing this, and it's it feels more empowering. Or if you're black, but that's sad, isn't it? If you're disabled, like all these things, it's like you're empowering people, and people are drawn to that because it's so empowering, and it seems it's it has more sentiment to it that it feels more emotional. Whereas I'm a straight, normal white guy that lives in a first world country. It's like 
piss off. No one cares. Like, everyone no, knows I you've think, got life easy. <laughs> no, but that's, I think that you're sort of realising that that still exists. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? You Like, you know, I'll have conversations with people now and they and they don't get it that racism still exists and they yeah. don't... And it, it's scary because I think... Thing, like, I, yeah, I'd be so unaware of, like, things... Like, I talk to people that are... Well, whether they're female or black, as you said, like, racism still does exist. And I'm just like, shit, does it? And, yeah. And then, like, disabilities and, like, if you're physically disabled and like have need wheelchair access and in my head I'm just like yeah I'm sure everyone's got a ramp and stuff and it's like mm. well no if you, I've, I've not been in a wheelchair I don't know and I, I sort of only became aware of when I became like vegetarian and then trying to sort of steer towards more of a vegan diet and plant based is suddenly I'm like oh, okay so yeah everything's not actually like yeah. accessible for everyone and like you can't always go to a restaurant and get the options you want although to be fair in 2022 it's a very easy way of living but I suppose I've experienced it more with um, people's reactions to it and like oh if I'm doing a job for someone like I still have my garden business and they're like do you want a cup of tea or something or oh they just bring you some biscuits or whatever and I'm like well I can't eat them because they've got gelatine in them or mm. whatever or they're not vegetarian and that kind of thing or yeah. have you got any alternative milks and people are like what the f- are you on about mm. yeah yeah so yeah, it's it's well the thing is is that like you know not to, we go into this subject all day but it's about language as mm. well and sometimes even the point of being like wow a woman you like and it's a little bit like yeah yeah, just oh my god, that. And, but even, but even, with, yeah. that's what I mean. Like because what I, there's me having boobies and you having it makes no difference. I mean, mm. I physically push out a child. What? But that's the, the only difference that you have. You can't do that. I can. Yeah, I don't think I'm ever going to do anything that kind of like. Oh, I see, quite intense. But do you <laughs> see what I mean? Like, there's no real difference between us. Yeah. You know, and and it's the language, and I think it was. Um, Oh my God! Who said it? Who Morgan Freeman? They said, "How do we stop talking about racism?" It's just like, like how do we stop racism? He says, "Just stop talking about it. Stop talking about the fact that that black man or that you know that black woman or that, that Asian person. man that it's, it's just a person. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? But like that people are still getting judged because of their background, because they're and, and and from a gender point of view, you know that's why I was scared because it still does exist that yeah. women aren't capable of doing both, and that is and that is it. I am the woman. I had the child. I carried the child. I give birth to the child I've got to raise the child well no bloody not you know Tom's got a pair of hands once she's once she's out she's she's I'm just as much capable of looking after as Tommy's that's the way of the world now it's and that's you know it's about I'm not like a I'm a proud woman I'm a I'm a person with a baby in a business just as much as a bloke you know who's got a baby in business do you see what I mean but but we are still we are still you know in a point where it's like a woman <laughs> she done it you know but I get that but you know we're pushing through that and you know communities like digital women that are saying listen we're gonna s-, like people get offended by that by digital women like, why is it not digital men and it's because there's the way that the world has been where women have been the ones that rear the children and, and grow up haven't had careers in digital or, mm. as, a, a, or opportunities as good as men and that's why the community was started in the first place so that's why it's it's got that name it's got that voice even though it's really inclusive and men are involved in stuff it's it's things like that, that that give it the platform that say, well, women are, are part of it, but we're still got time place to go where it's like, and I think I'm there anyway. I've never really been prejudiced about being a girl, a woman in business, but it, there is still that element. Do you see what I mean? Mm. But I, but there have been a lot of situations. There have been many situations where sit, things have happened to me. Oh god, that sounds really deep. But like, like scenarios where someone talks to me in a certain way or acts a certain way, but yet when the bloke then steps in who's also working the same project with me they would never speak to him in that way mm. so it's stuff like that really but we get there and I love it and we're moving forward and you know you've just and that's why I'm disappointed in myself that I didn't 
announced straight away that I was pregnant mm. and can do it all. But this because I was scared of the stigma. We're going fat the stigma. Yeah, exactly. It's humanity has loved to create segregation and identify differences, which is great to like identify differences, but not in a negative connotation. And like ultimately, if aliens were to fly past and arrive in their spaceship, they'd look at us and be like, "You all look the bloody same." Yeah, it's yeah. like us looking at tigers, and I can't tell. Well, I suppose if I really looked, but ultimately, I'm going to look at a tiger and be like, "You all look the same." I'm going to look at zebras mm. and be like, "You all look the same." Yeah. And I suppose if we could just embrace that kind of mentality of like, yeah. we're all people. That's it. That's all it is. Exactly. I took a lot from that. And it's, I suppose one key thing that I wanted to elaborate a bit is that I suppose, as Molly mentioned, when I said about like, I'm this straight white guy that's in a first world country, like that's who wants to hear me talk. And I suppose it is just, as Molly said, it's me being aware of my privilege. Like I am in a very fortunate position, a very privileged position. And I almost like, a lot of people, pretty much, if you're born, chances are you're going to have it harder than me, I guess, because, yeah, I was born male, which in this world has made it easier to communicate and have your voice listened to. I'm young, in my 20s, again, someone's likely to listen to me. I'm white, unfortunately, that has been a huge benefit to people across centuries. And it's a shame that that is true, but it, in a way, I feel talk about first world problems or but sometimes I see people with interesting backgrounds more of an interesting story and they're really overcoming a form of challenge and there's challenges that just should not be challenges in today's world or in any world but they are challenges just because someone's got a different tone of complexion or different gender different sexual preference whatever it is but that can be a way to elevate your platform say look I am this person I've overcome this and I'm proud to be you see a lot of posts especially uh, like it's happened in the football industry of people coming out as gay and then sort of using that as a platform to say look I'm proud of being gay I'm not going to hide behind closed doors anymore I'm going to stand up and shout and be proud of who I am and that's wonderful and it gives someone a platform to then have a voice to and it gives them a narrative and it gives them a way to connect so like as a as a follower, as a consumer of content, as a viewer, you have something there to connect with more so. And I suppose, yeah, there are plenty of white guys that are English and born in a first world country that can connect with me. But I, there is, I don't know what I would call it, whether I'd call it a tone of envy or a tone of like feeling inadequate and insufficient because I'm not that interesting, I feel, or I haven't got that that edge. I don't know because I feel like pretty much anyone watching this is this. I suppose when you look at how fortunate it is to be in my situation, you're probably thinking, "Dude, shut up! Like, are you for real? You've got everything you could want. You're like in this world of how it works and how unfair it can be. I've managed to roll the dice and roll a lot of sixes, so I've done all right there. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Let me know in the comments below. Am I just? Am I aware of my privilege? Am I just? not appreciating how lucky I am or maybe it is something maybe I'm wrong maybe I'm right that's why I'm sharing my thoughts on it but otherwise I hope you enjoyed that snippet make sure to check out the full episode I'm gonna start waffling on and stick around because the full episode is really good but I'm also going to dissect other parts of this conversation not to mention some other incredible conversations that I had with other people on the channel and check those out as well so make sure to subscribe and I'll see you in the next one